Hi, welcome back to Spider's Web. Today, I want to talk about something that's very dear to my nostalgic heart. I have these friends that have a nine-year-old son, and on his spring break, they took a trip to Yosemite. And they flew there, of course, and they rented a car, and they had some wonderful adventures. I mean, things that are out of their ordinary life, let alone out of the ordinary life of a little kid. I think they were all thrilled with it, and it was just sweet to hear that. It brought back my childhood memories, and I'm so glad that, you know, families are still doing that kind of stuff. Of course, it was very different when I was a child. It was always in the summer, summer vacation. There were no long breaks other than that during the school year. I mean, spring break, I think, was three days or something. And my dad couldn't leave the jewelry store except for a couple of weeks in the summer when it was slow. That would always be late July or early August. And for us traveling in the 60s and 70s, that meant by car. There was no other means of travel for a family like ours. Three kids, suitcases, snacks, and sometimes lunches were in there. There were no seatbelts. We were all just flying around the back seat. Nobody really seemed to care. It was quite a different experience than, than it is now. I don't know how my parents did it, but it was summer vacation. Let's take a boat to Bermuda Let's take a plane to St. Paul Let's grab a kayak Quincy or night Let's get away from it all Let's take a trip in a trailer No need to come back at all Let's take a powder to Boston Chowder Let's get away from it all We'll travel round from town to town We'll visit every state I repeat, I love you sweet In all the 48 Let's go again tonight When I was very young, we took one of our big road trips to Florida It took days we would stay in those little motor lodges. Oh, they, they would just drive around. They didn't have a reservation. My parents would just hope that the no vacancy sign wouldn't be out. It was always in pink neon. But sometimes it, it took a while. You might be getting really tired, but you had to keep driving around till you found a place to stay. And traveling from Philadelphia to Florida before there were big interstate highways you really had a taste of what it was like in those little towns along the way. As soon as you left Virginia, there would be this very long, campy billboard campaign for this tacky resort that was called South of the Border. It was a Mexican-themed food stop and amusement park that was south of the border of North Carolina. All the signs had a black background, and they were done in these bright colors like orange and hot pink. And they had these Mexican cartoon characters like lizards and parrots saying stuff like, 
Chili today, hot tamale. So meet us at South of the Border. Wow, we were so excited. As kids, we thought this was thrilling. We couldn't wait to see the next sign. Well, when we did get to South of the Border, we did not stop. We could see it from the road, but my parents thought that was even too tacky for us. Well, all along this road trip, there were these picnic sites. There would just be like a couple of picnic tables sitting out on the side of the road on a lawn. You'd take out your thermoses and Tupperware, spread out, hope that everything didn't fly away, the paper plates and the dinky little paper cups you had. And uh, that was how you did it, you know. And there was no air conditioning. You were in the car with the windows down all the time. And there was also... A disease then that seems to have gone away, but in the in the fifties through the seventies, it was known as car sickness. Children and adults would always get car sickness. Someone would come down with it, but no one was the champion of that more than my middle sister. Lynn always had car sickness. We had to pull over a lot. So my father, in all his genius. He took preventative measures. He got a great big coffee can that had a sealable lid that was always on the floor of the back seat, just in case you needed to be prepared for these things. lots of trips as a family. Every summer we went somewhere. A few times we would take a road trip to Ohio because my dad's family was there. That was always an interesting trip on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, which really hasn't changed terribly. And there were all these tunnels that were, were built in the late 20s, I suppose. They had names. Tuscarora, Blue Mountain, Kittatinny, and we would be so excited about counting the tunnels, and it meant that we were getting closer, playing all kinds of, you know, road games in the car, where you would count license plates from different states, and, you know, all sorts of seeing different colors, or just calling out sights, or how many animals you saw on the side of the road. No, not roadkill. They were like, if you saw a deer, or horses in the background. And something else that dotted the turnpike were the Howard Johnson restaurants. These were so much fun. It was so glamorous to go there. You went in and everything was orange and turquoise and their specialty was clam chowder or fried clams. I absolutely love those. I've been a fan of clam chowder ever since. It was so much fun. And it was great because families, you know, were really tolerated there. There were big restrooms. You could have a good rest. And before you got back in the car, my mother would say, go to the restroom. And I'd say, but I don't have to go. 
and she would always come out with, you must try. It's, it's good advice all the way around. There would be an occasional beach vacation. We, we were near the Jersey Shore. Somebody would always get a sunburn, except for my mother, because she had perfect skin, among her many other perfect qualities, one of them not being her mood, for sure. But I'll never forget a vacation. When I was seven years old, we went to Weir's Beach, New Hampshire. Well, in those days, people did everything through the mail, through travel brochures. And apparently, my father was very upset because he didn't exactly get what he signed up for. We got up to Weir's Beach and this resort that he had signed up to stay in for a week and a half. It was a little more rustic than had been presented. It was actually really pretty scary. There were spiders and bugs. The rooms had a bare light bulb hanging over your head. The swimming in the lake was impossible because it was very cold and very rocky. My mother was mad at him for months about that one. But I was seven years old. I loved it. We got to see a cabin that was way up in the mountains where these two hardy New England women lived. They lived there alone and they raised husky dogs. On the wall of their place, there was this gigantic bear skin. And we learned before we left that one of them had shot it herself. It was wild there. It was like nothing I had ever seen before. Well, my mother wouldn't even come up with us to the husky ranch that day. She was just too mad, but it was kind of best she didn't. It was truly like the land that time forgot. Uh, Rip Van Winkle was lodging up there someplace, I think. Everywhere you went, there were these beer halls with nine-pin bowling. If you don't know what that is, why would you? It's a type of bowling with these little pins, and it, it turns out it goes back to medieval times in Europe and was very popular, especially in, in Germany. And all over this country, up until the 1830s, get this, where places had to make nine pins illegal because they were worried about the moral ethics. They said it was, it was destroying the work ethic for the common man. Go figure. Woohoo! Let's go out and play some nine pins. Well, they're still doing it up in the mountains of New Hampshire. And one of my fondest memories is walking to the little store with my dad to get brown eggs and English muffins for breakfast. I had never seen either of them before. I love that trip. Ah, well, I always have been easily amused. Someday we'll go places, new lines and new faces, the day we quit punching the clock. The future looks pleasant, but at present, let's take a walk around the block. You're just the companion I want at Grand Canyon for throwing old blades down the rock. The money we'll have go for travel. Meantime, let's walk around the block. Gang, we 
made time to Venice in playtime to Paris in time for a flight to Boston in bean time this last tale of the summer that I'll share with you is from when I was about 11 years old now I don't know how many of you out there have ever seen the movie Dirty Dancing an iconic movie about a family that goes to an all-inclusive resort up in the Catskills. Well, we did that one summer. We went to a resort much like that, but it was in the Poconos, closer to Philadelphia. And my oldest sister, um, she was married by then, so she wasn't traveling with us. It was me and my middle sister. She was a teenager and really didn't want to go on the trip, but I was thrilled out of my mind. I absolutely loved it. And my sister was more like the older sister in Dirty Dancing. She was actually walking around looking for cute boys to talk to and sit by the pool with. And she would always do the thing that teenagers do where she would walk three paces behind me and my parents because then people wouldn't know that she was with us as if she would have arrived there by herself at 15. She was just alone at a resort by herself. Go figure. But the place was just like the place in Dirty Dancing. It had all these big cabins, and it was sort of glamorous and rustic in a vacation Jewish sort of way. And everything was all-inclusive. You could play pinball. There were activities. There was actually a guy with a bullhorn that would would blow out a message every couple of hours and say, archery lessons are starting in the backgrounds. Archery lessons. Yes, we actually had archery lessons. Swimming lessons, dance lessons, bingo. All the meals were included, everything. My parents really seemed to enjoy that vacation because they weren't worrying about what the kids were doing. They could just go about whatever they wanted to do. There were big grounds to roam around and lots of nature. And uh, I had learned how to row a boat on the lake. Now, unfortunately, they didn't tell me I wasn't supposed to do it in the morning on my own. I got in a lot of trouble for that stunt. Well, the coolest thing that I remember about this is that there was a nightclub there. And every night they would have a different act. All these acts were brought in from New York, and it was just fascinating. We got to see Larry Kurt, the original Tony in West Side Story. We got to see him do his nightclub act. And then each night, one of the families would get to have dinner with a celebrity. Nipsey Russell came to our table and had dinner with us. I was starstruck. It was just the best. That whole vacation was magical to me. But looking at it now, it is, it is such a piece of Americana, of summer vacation nostalgia. We went to lots of places, um, all by car, all over New England, all over the South. We went to Williamsburg, Virginia, Lake George, Niagara Falls, Montreal, all by car. And you had to get back before September. While you're alone each and every night, while you're away in 
at Spider's Web. And if you like what you're hearing and you're having a good time with me, it doesn't have to stop here. You can visit my website. There'll be an accompanying recipe for today's adventure. And also, there's lots of stuff like check out where my public performances are going to be. Also, I teach jazz classes. And maybe you want to study voice with me or you want to get one of my recordings. Just email me at spiderjazz.com and I will pester you relentlessly till the end of your life. Signing off from Spider's Web. Thank you.